All right, it's Monday the 22nd. Welcome to the uh, MSJ Honesty Hour, the Amateur Hour, the Leo-less pod. Do you hear that, Safwan? Yeah, there's no Leo. There's no Leo. It's so quiet in here. I can hear my own voice and my own thoughts. It's it's so clear. We got the heart of Amateur Hour here. Ron Poley, Safwan Alves. What's going on, guys? We hope you had a great weekend. It is Monday. spooky season celebrations. Yeah, it's the Halloween time. People Mm -hmm. are excited. I'm actually going to see um, the new Halloween movie tomorrow night. Oh, the new Michael Myers. If he doesn't die... I heard he learned to drive. Who taught this man how to drive? He can't even talk. Like he doesn't. He just kills everybody, and he's just learning how to do these daily things, you know. And these ho- there's like 15 Halloween movies that they've come out with, and he's right. lived in every one. New. It's a new mask with like little alterations, like each one. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Good so, so I really had a bad weekend. I'll get into that <laughs> in a second. So, but right now we're gonna talk about the World Series. The mm-hmm. World Series is set. The Dodgers will take on the Red Sox. I was 50% of my predictions. I had the Dodgers going back, but I also had the Astros, but they got humiliated by the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was Red Sox the yeah. whole way. It's you their year, the Red dude. Sox, they yeah. have like what the fifth most wins all like, like ever uh, in yeah. one season. Yeah. I mean, what can we more say about the Red Sox? They've had I think they had almost a hundred. They have an MVP wins. outfield. They have multiple MVP players on their team. Chris Sale has been dominant. You know, this team, it's you could have saw it coming from a mile away. They've been the best team in the MLB all year. You know, the bullpen has been good. The starting pitching has been good. Their hitting is unstoppable. Their home field is just absolutely mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, one to nine, they hit, like, everybody. I mean, it's just, there's no easy, you know, there's not no a easy player. Yeah, exactly. There's not an easy out in the lineup that mm-hmm. you can kind of pitch to and be like, okay, I, we got this guy. One through nine, they hit. Their teamwork is good. They field well. They pitch well. I mean, what can we say about the Red Sox? They're just amazing. And the hometown kid, Ben Attendee, doing work in left field, making the game-winning catch, hitting doubles left and right. Yeah, he's been playing amazing. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Madeira, Ohio. Yeah, Benny Biceps out here in these yeah. streets. Red Sox playing amazing. And then the Dodgers got back. You know, some people were surprised after the Brewers mm-hmm. started off on the series. I was hoping for the Brewers because it makes the Cubs look better. But, yeah. you know. The great, great thing about the Dodgers, what they did, they slowed down Christian Yelich. I mean, Somehow. Christian Yelich. At the last game, he had a nice game. But overall, throughout the series, he didn't, you know. He was very stagnant. They didn't. He didn't didn't beat him single-handedly and that's what the Dodgers wanted uh mm-hmm. yeah the Dodgers they didn't want Christian Yelich to be the guy that beat them every single time yeah, he was just don't let him beat the guy I hope he still wins MVP though yeah because he was like the hottest guy in the world coming in you know mm-hmm. he was hitting at Babe Ruth numbers in the second half of the season going in to the playoffs and they're like you know we're not gonna let Christian Yelich beat us we're gonna pitch to everybody else if you guys win that way we can live with it but Christian Yelich is not gonna beat us Manny Machado might be my least favorite player in the world right now yeah Manny Machado the big controversy obviously surrounding him when he went into first base he kind of tripped you know kind he didn't trip. He kicked. He, kicked. he drug that left foot right over his ankle. Right that's over that's his an ankle. injury prone kind of thing, dude. Like, yeah. why would you even try that? And it was so blatant when you watch the video mm-hmm. over again. Because his legs are going high, 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 left leg low. Let's just sweep the leg, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't. I personally never thought Manny Machado was a dirty player, but I think a lot of us have a different perception of him now. Yeah. And I mean, he's playing really well. well Machado is hitting. He mm-hmm. is tearing the cover off the ball right now. You can now. be as good as you can at baseball, but you're still a dick. Like, no one's gonna like you. And people are gonna, you know, people are gonna be aware. It's like of him the Marcus now. Cousins. Yeah, Dick. <laughs> DeMarcus Gus, an exceptional player. He's our, probably the best big man in the league when he's healthy, Besides arguably. Anthony Davis. Maybe Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid. He's right there, top three, top four. I don't like Joel Embiid. <laughs> Joel Embiid, he, he's his own character, but he's, yeah. he's amazing when he plays. Yeah, he's though. good. He plays both sides of the ball. You know, guys like that, so Manny Machado maybe has a new reputation, but he's been he's been playing. He's been tearing the cover off the ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, the best thing about the Dodgers is their bullpen. You know, Jansen has been lights out. He looks That's like the, the secret from, ingredient to every playoff team, dude. Look at the Royals a few years the ago. Bullpen, yeah. Because yeah. managers have such a short lease on their pitchers now. 
couple innings, third inning, if you give up two hits, you may be out of there. Yeah, look at uh, what uh, what's his face the Brewers did in the first inning of like what game three of they, the ALCS. They the took NLCS. their pitchers out. Yeah, it was one guy, their starting pitcher. He's he's a reliever, granted, but they started him, pitched five pitches to Bellinger, and then yanked him in the first inning, the first batter of that game. Isn't that insane? Like these, like the managers have a whole different way of managing mm-hmm. their teams, pitching wise specifically in the playoffs. Yeah. You could fade, you could throw three pitches, have a great, and then you still get yanked. Mm-hmm. It's it's, it's all it's just crazy. situational stuff. Every manager thinks they're a mad scientist. Bill and I coming in, lefty on lefty. This guy throws harder. This guy likes yeah. sliders. Just throwing somebody else. Exactly. Well, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. You know, if a pitcher is hot, you got to ride with him. In the yeah. seventh inning, he gives up a hit or two. He's been great all game. Let him go. Try to finish the game. Mm-hmm. You know. And I get it. Like you got to make moves. That's fine. Being a manager, you got to do what's best for the team that you think. Because if the if the team loses, it's on you. You're the manager. You're the one who. If you make blame. a mistake, yep. you get the you get the blame. But if it works, you look like a mad scientist. Exactly. You look like a genius. That's what that's the you know the maybe the beauty and the ugliness of sports mm-hmm. in terms of coaches. You know, in terms of the like the MVP, the big players. If you win, it's because of them. If you lose, it's also because of them. Mm-hmm. And you know that's kind of hard to get in between. So let's do it, Ryan. Who you got winning the World Series? I think uh, the Dodgers overwork Kershaw. I think they start him. What is it? Uh, not game one because he got some work in. He yeah. was. I saw some video. He was at Fenway Park two nights ago. Just throwing a bullpen at like midnight because he's he's never pitched in Fenway. In but yeah, life. real quick about Kershaw before we give our predictions. How about clean Kershaw? Is yeah, he, is he finally? Putting it's about those, time he puts up good playoff numbers. Is he putting a, is he putting those demons to bed? The playoff demons. I don't I don't think this is the year for him. I think he puts up a good start. I think he puts in like five or six innings, mm-hmm. three hits. You know, like well, how, run, how about maybe. this? If he has an exceptional World Series, like you can't touch him. Like mad bomb numbers. Yeah, if he if he does that. Pitches three Maybe. games and he goes lights out. Are those demons put to bed? And he wins World Series MVP. I think you yeah, got to. Uh, yeah, he wins World Series MVP if they win. But yeah. I think even though he might pitch exceptionally, they win a max three games because the Red Sox are just Goliath. So you, you got the Red Sox winning. Anything you think Kershaw has like a good series, not a great series? I think the start Kershaw goes into, he wins because. You know they're and gonna does he pitch well. He yeah, because he, he pitches nice well, and like they got the momentum. They might be at home for a start. I don't know when they're gonna start him. Mm-hmm. I think it's still TBA. But at the end of the day, they're gonna win one, maybe two. Oh. Yeah. Red okay. Sox are gonna pull it out in five or six. Okay. So Polly's got the Red Sox dominating this mm-hmm. series. This oh, is yeah. this is gonna be lopsided. The best team all year wins it. Does it? It's full easily. momentum. Yeah. They didn't oh, have wow. to go through the struggle of like going through Game Seven, like wearing out their whole pitching staff, letting yeah. everybody. Calm down. And a lot of rest, too. Everybody's yeah, resting, rest. I think, three, four days now. So they're 100%. They're ready to yeah. go in, and they're ready to, you know, empty the tank right here. I mean, you got to empty the tank. You're in the World Series. You put all your guns in the barrel, and you, you shoot. Mm-hmm. Me, personally, I'm going to go with you. I think the Red Sox are just too hot. They're too good. They mm-hmm. pitch. They hit. You know, they're just almost unbearable. Alex Cora has this team playing exceptional. They've been the best team you know, all year. You know Cora and Roberts used to be teammates with the Dodgers? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I saw a gif of it this morning on Twitter. Like, they were, like, walking down the uh, sideline together, like, giving each other yeah. high fives. I'm like, this is, you know, teammates made enemies. That's it's crazy cool. how, you know, how small the baseball world is, mm-hmm. how big it is, you know. But I'm, I'm going to roll with you. I think the Red Sox, I'd... I'd I think they get it done in five or six. Yeah, exactly. I just think they're just it's hard. Too to, it's hard to cheer against them right now. No, they're just they're just too good. Mm-hmm. And I think eventually it's going to take over the Dodgers. I think Kershaw pitches pretty well. I don't think he fully puts down the demons. I don't think he's lights out. Not yet. 
I think he has. I think he's overall good. He doesn't pitch bad, but the Red Sox are just too good. Mm -hmm. You know, that's all it is. It's not how good you are. It's just how much better the other team is. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think the Red Sox get it done, and they're the best team all year, and they're officially crowned World Series champions. I think if the Dodgers do win, this is one of like the biggest upsets ever in like the World Series. If they do win, it's a big upset. And if they do, it's going to be in seven games because the Red Sox are going to take three out of seven in every single series. If the the Dodgers have to be almost perfect every single game Mm -hmm. to beat the Red Sox. He has to play lights out. Everybody has to be firing all cylinders. Like, they can't have a guy slumping. Like, for the Red Sox, if for some reason J.D. Martinez is slumping, oh, they have another guy, Mookie Betts, who's an MVP candidate. They have Rafael mm-hmm. Devers, Andrew Benedict. Jackie Bradley Jr. put Jack, three like, bombs in the ALCS. You know, if Cody Bellinger like, or Justin Turner slumping, that that lineup just yeah. takes a hit. Yeah, exactly. You know, they just don't got the willpower that mm-hmm. the Red Sox have. And, like, who else do they have? Chris Taylor? He's not batting that well. You know, he's just a subbing guy. He's not a guy you trust in the big no. game situations. The guy you trust, you know, you trust the Bellingers, the Justin Turners. And if I don't even trust are, Bellinger. He strikes yeah, out a lot. He's a big strikeout guy. I don't even know if Jock Peterson's going to be playing he in He strikes out more than Bellinger does. You know, they just don't have the firepower that the Red Sox do. No. So I think the Red Sox get it done, and they're eventually crowned World Series champions. We'll see. We hope for a good series. That's, but If you're a betting man, that's the easiest pick you'll ever make. Yeah, is the, is the Red Sox. How could you go against them? Speaking of easy picks that went bad, talk about your Buckeyes. Oh, okay. So totally give, <laughs> I'll give you the floor. Give me the floor. I'll give you the floor. My, my man, give me the floor just for a second. <laughs> Are you serious, Ohio State? 49-20? to 20? How is this still happening? Just 365 days ago, the same thing happened in Iowa City. Mm-hmm. You beat Penn State, and then you get full throttled. And a year later, nothing has changed. Offensive line is soft. Linebackers suck. They look like the Bengals. Oh, the secondary, garbage. And it all starts with the coaching. You you recruit, you're talking about Alabama. I don't even want to hear the comparisons to Alabama right now. Because you know what Nick Saban would do if his coaches aren't on par? You're out of here. You would have been out of here yesterday. Maybe even the day before yesterday. Urban Meyer, it all starts with him. It doesn't look like he has the juice anymore. No. He's over there getting mad on the sidelines, rubbing his head. I think he, I think Urban Meyer's lost it. You know, and I, it's just, I wouldn't jump to the conclusions like that. He was suspended for the first four games of the year, and it, t- it I mean, takes a while to just get I mean, sick of the team again. Heated. And this is Purdue. And I, granted, I understand that Purdue has always played Ohio State tough throughout the test of time. That game has always been a close game, regardless. But no, and nobody's the, saying you know Ohio State win forty-two to nothing. No, no Ohio State fan is realistically saying that. But to get full throttled like you did, just like you did again in Iowa City last year, nothing has changed. The coaches, the players, everyone needs to look in the mirror, go back to the drawing board, because right now, this team is not even a top 15 team. They're not making the playoffs They're a borderline top 25 team at best right now. The defense is horrid. The offensive line line can't block for two great running backs. Yeah, I was was saying, like, Dwayne Haskins threw the ball over 72 72 times. times. Dude, that's a a school record in itself. He had the most completions. That's like, oh, cool, he also threw the ball 70 times. Why not hand the ball off to the two best running backs in the nation, the best tandem in the nation? It's just incredibly bad what Ohio State looks like right now. It's just because nothing has changed. Mm -hmm. You go to Purdue and lose by 29? What is going on, guys? Come on now. It's it was it was hard to watch. I mean, I loved it because I'm an Irish fan. They're gonna move up to third in the polls and yeah. everything. But like from an Ohio standpoint, it's like it's a pity thing. I just mm-hmm. it, you hate to see it. You know. I've been a lifelong Ohio State fan, and I can say I don't know if I've ever been more disappointed than I was 
on Saturday night. Because I think, you know, when I when I got beat in Iowa City last year that bad, I said, you know what, it's just one year. They had a bad game. I was, I was State, okay. You, you know, know it, whatever. No, they're just not going to happen again. The very next year, a year later, the same thing happens. It's just all, the stars were aligned for it to be a bad day. Are yeah. you kidding me, Ohio State? You don't, you don't even deserve to be ranked in the top 15. You gotta earn your way back up there. Yep, right no, now, you're not the because team. of the way they've been playing. They'll be ranked tenth at least. You know, they'll be. They yeah. might be in the top ten. You know, Greg Schiano for some reason likes bringing his linebackers up to the offensive line for some reason. And there's nobody in the secondary. Rondell Moore, an exceptional player. He that that man's gonna play in the NFL one day. Mm-hmm. Rondell Moore was just exceptional. You know, again, nobody was saying go beat them 42 to 14, but to get full throttled like that. It's time to go back to the drawing board, Ohio State. Yeah, speaking of full throttles, again, go Bengals. Oh, and then the very next <laughs> night, our Cincinnati Bengals also It's a tough, tough week for Ohio fans. Yeah. So Besides this is, FC Cincy. FC Cincinnati. Yeah, they won. They they were winning every game. They're, right. They're, they're the one team in Cincinnati that you can trust right now. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's been since 1990, since professional sports won a playoff game. The Cyclones won one. FC Cincy won one. It's, it's somebody else's yeah. turn. The Reds and the Bengals, you know, and for the Bengals, it was just terrible. That's what I see, mean guys. Both of my uh, favorite teams played on prime time, and they both got absolutely humiliated. I didn't even watch the game. I, I knew they were going to lose by 30-plus. At about halftime when, you know, they were just moving up and down the field, and I realized we didn't have any chance. I the Chiefs turned the game didn't off. punt the ball one time. Oh. Not a single time. That says that speaks volumes for how bad the secondary is. Kirkpatrick looked like crap again. Just the nobody. linebackers are slow. Perfect looks like the only saving grace because he stops yeah. the run and he even can start that. Screens. I mean, Perfect has been awful. He can't tackle this whole defense. They need to learn how to tackle somebody you, for the love of God. You can use your arms when you tackle. It's not just your shoulder pads. Tac- textbook tackles. You don't have to use your shoulders all the time, Kirkpatrick. I mean, just nobody on this defense can tackle. Learn how to tackle. You learn when you're five years old. Oh, my goodness. They can't cover. They can't pass rush. Their linebackers are bad and slow. Terrell Austin has them playing zone every play. I mean, it's just holes on top of holes. It's just so predictable. And then the the positive part is that our offense coming in, the Chiefs' defense is horrendous, and we made them look like the Jacksonville Jaguars' defense of last year. Mm -hmm. We scored ten points on them. Barely. <laughs> we barely had that touchdown. I mean, it was just humiliating. They look like the old Bengals, the ones that everybody makes fun of, the ones that everybody jokes. I mean, how can you defend them when they go lay eggs like that? You know. I've always said, like, they're that team that's, like, just barely above average, might make the playoffs every year because the Steelers are in our mediocrity. division and everything. Like, it's, it's, it's a, a hardly wild card team. Everyone's like, oh, look where they used to be 15 years ago before Marvin picked up, and look where they are now. We've been stagnantly checked, yeah. like stalemated it's, in the same spot for like ten. It's time for change. It is. It is time for change. Terrell Austin needs to go. Marvin Lewis needs to go. Bill Lazor maybe can stay. He, I mean, the offense has been pretty good this year. He's okay. He's like, I don't think he does a, the job. He kind of, yeah, he gets it done. Austin needs to go and Marvin needs to go. I mean, you just need new faces. You just know that you need a new culture. You need a new coach, mm-hmm. you know. But Mike Brown was just watching the game in his nice seat, watching his team get humiliated, and he probably didn't give a crap. No. As long as he's saving money, he doesn't care whatsoever. You know, so the Bengals get humiliated. My Buckeyes get humiliated. It was really bad weekend. The only team I can trust now is my high school. Coleraine High School <laughs> is the only football team that can play winning football right now. That's how I feel. You elder, know? elder, elder. So that that's that in terms of the NFL. Now we're going to jump to, in college football, now we're going to jump to the NBA 
NBA has officially begun, mm-hmm. officially in the NBA season. LA Braun is officially here, man. We're gonna talk I'm about, about LeBron it. James. You know, they played a couple games in Poli. Right now, I think it's pretty clear they're gonna run. They are running down and up the court. They want to be fast. They know they don't have good shooters, so they just want to beat you running. Mm-hmm. They want it to be a track meet. I'm okay with that because, like, LeBron isn't going to be, like, the up-and-down-the-court kind of guy. He'll get his, like, every game. He'll get a breakaway steal and dunk and get the pictures and everything. But the whole lineup, like, they just look like a worse version of the Cavs, but younger and faster, you know? Exactly. Because I mean, they don't have the big man stability down low. And LeBron's going to play center, like, point center, like Magic Johnson did, like Showtime Magic did back in the day. They don't have shooters, I mean. They don't have shooters. Like, Brandon Ingram's your best shooter, really? And even that. His wiry arm himself is not going to make a three-pointer. And from game. what I've seen, he's struggling mightily right now. I mean, it's early, but he's – Rondo's – can't shoot. Lance Stevenson can't shoot. can never shoot. <laughs> and uh, right now they want Ingram, and Ingram can't shoot right now. It's early, obviously, but this team is full of guys, you know, that are just mid-range players. LeBron is arguably the best three-point shooter on this team. He's the best three-point. He's better three-point shooter than Steph Curry was last year. It's if you look at the stats, LeBron is better than just about every three-point shooter in the game, efficient-wise, Efic- numbers-wise. Yeah. Because he doesn't shoot stupid shots. Uh, we're not saying he's better than Steph Curry at threes. We're not saying that. But, like, in terms of a, LeBron's an efficient three-point shooter. He is. LeBron is an efficient three-point shooter. And he picks his uh, spots wisely. And, you know, if LeBron is your best three-point shooter, that's a problem. You know, you got to be mm-hmm. able to have guys that can spread the floor, space the floor. And the way they're playing right now, they're just running. And LeBron is in great shape. We know he's a he's an he's Iron Man, but I don't think it's sustainable at this point of his career to just run no, like that. No, he has, every he has game. a four-year contract. He's not gonna be able to do that for four more years. He'll be like what 35 yeah. by that time. He'll be bald by that time. We get that he's Iron Man and he could last a while, but it's just not sustainable to play 82 games if he does it again like he did in Cleveland last year mm-hmm. to be running like that at his age. He's gonna look like Terry Crews by the time his contract is up with that bald head, that big you know, body of his. And also having to play defense. Yeah. And also having to be the one who plays point guard because Lonzo still. Can't shoot. No. It's not even looks like he's it, close it, to it's, it's jump shot so broke like my bank account, dude. It's bad. Their two point guards struggle to shoot anywhere outside of 15 feet, mm-hmm. you know? JaVale McGee has been a nice player. He's actually been playing really well, but Ingram is struggling. Josh Hart is kind of all over the place. You got to surround uh, JaVale McGee with smart players because you – like, the more he thinks, the more it's going to hurt yeah. the team. Just let him catch and dunk, exactly. honestly. He's been playing pretty well because he's LeBron. Obviously, LeBron yeah. is obviously helping him out a lot. So the Lakers, I think they're still going to be a good team. They're going to win a lot of games, but they have to find a way that they can't be running up and down the court wearing LeBron out like that this early in the season, you know? No. They have to find a sustainable way of playing, you know? So, and then out of terms, uh, the Celtics look great. Celtics look like they... That was expected. You know, their team is exceptional. They're... They have eight men. No, they're exceptional. They look like they're going to make it back to the NBA Finals with LeBron not being there. It's the Celtics Conference to lose. Joel Embiid, the number two team, the 76ers, who uh, universally is considered going to be the Eastern Conference Finals matchup. He even said... I do trust the process. I don't like Joel Embiid. <laughs> He's a great player, but he, you know, I can see why people don't like I don't him. Like the, I don't like the Showtime like theatrics. I'm going to be in the yeah. media 24-7. He talks a lot. He's on statements Twitter. All yeah. I don't like that. But we can't disagree. He is one of the best players in this game right now. He plays defense exceptional. Mm-hmm. He's offensively he can shoot threes he's got the footwork and he even said it he goes the Celtics and uh Sixers it's not a it's not a rivalry they kick our butt every single time we play them you know so it's not a rivalry until we learn how to beat them right so the Celtics look great Kyrie's not even playing very well Gordon Hayward we're glad to see him back after that horrific injury slowly getting his shots back he's taking a lot of mid-ranges you know Jason Tatum looks like he's going to be a star he keeps progressing good Blue Devils yeah good Blue Devils you know college basketball we're really close I want to see Zion go full out, like head above the rim, dunk, like on sports. He's gonna do that a lot this year. A lot. Know? He's he's super widely. So that's the NBA. The Lakers look like they're gonna be okay. The Warriors still look like the best team. 
What a surprise there. Mm-hmm. You know, they just lost to the Nuggets, actually, last night. But Yeah, my boy Ryan Feist is a big Nuggets fan, so he was all pumped up about it. But, yeah. like, what was it, a game-winning block, like, mm-hmm. late game? Yeah. That's crazy. And then the big fight between the Rockets and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. How about that? Rondo, Ingram, they're all throwing punches. They're all throwing haymakers I at was, each other. I was loving the uh, the Twitter beef. Like, the um, like there was, like, 80 different camera angles. And, like, if you zoom in on one from, like, an angle of, like, behind Rondo's chin, you can see his mouth, like, go over his mouthpiece you could see a little saliva like spit right out of cp3 and that's yeah. when like haymaker started going wild and you also saw james harden on the very opposite side of the court just mm-hmm. kind of avoiding everything yeah. like not no lebron and james were just like you guys de- you guys deal with it we'll yeah. break it up if it happens lebron is standing there but he's kind of like uh okay and then when they finally start throwing punches he's like oh okay let me grab somebody you know chris paul i mean these guys are feisty players chris paul has always been a guy who rondo has always been dirty rondo's always been a feisty you know some people even consider him dirty so and we're not surprised that this kind of broke off you know, so we're in the heart of the NBA season. So there's so much going on right now in the world of sports. It's just weird for me to see Rondo and LeBron on the same team because Rondo was that dude with the Celtics big three who beat LeBron yeah. in the finals the one year, doing the behind-the-back theatrics like over, like right under LeBron's block and everything, and now to see them play together. It's just weird. And Lance Stevenson, we all know about the <sighs> blowing in the ear and pounding his chest and pounding the floor when he guards LeBron. They got the history together. Now they're teammates. I'll never cheer for Lance. I hope the best for him. He's just extra. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people here like him because he's a Cincinnati alum. You know, he came yeah. here for Cincinnati for a year, so a lot of people got love for Lance Stevens, and he's and he's not a bad player. He, he can't shoot threes, but, you know, he can hit mid-ranges. He handles the ball pretty well. He got James Harden teed up because, like, he made a layup and, like, screamed in his face, just absolutely wailed in his face, standing there <laughs> waiting for the inbound. James goes, man, get out of here, and gets a tee for it. Yeah, I mean, Lance Stevenson, he's really theatrical in his animations of how mm-hmm. he plays. He, he knows his role in the team. He always plays a chip on his shoulder. He's kind of like that, that tough guy that I'm going to stand up for LeBron or whoever his teammates are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's not going to get afraid to get suspended. You know, he's one of those guys on the team that's going to, you know, protect and be the guy that... That's the guy LeBron's never really knows. had. He's never had like a guy a, that's... He's, he's never had an enforcer, like a protector yeah, kind of guy. A guy that, you know, if he gets to a fight... takes the ball, you know? Exactly, like a Steven Adams or something like that for Russell Westbrook. <laughs> right, you yeah. Know? He's like, he just looks incredibly intimidating when he goes. And Russell Westbrook, we're waiting for him to come back. Yeah. You know, we're hoping he's not starting to wear out either, man. He's been having a lot of these knee injuries. He's slowly starting to get... Yeah, it's just the way he plays, dude. You know, but that's what happens with these athletic point guards. Derrick yeah, Rose. Rose. So John sad, Wall was man. hurt a lot last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Westbrook's been hurt, you know. Penny Hardaway, you know. Tracy that's why, Brady. That's why when you find guys that are that good at what they do, like point guard wise, like yeah. that energy level, like triple double MVP season, you yeah. surround them with the right players, and it's gonna turn into the greatest thing to ever exist. Yeah. But until anybody opposes the Warriors and like the style of play they play, it's so relaxed and it's so easy because they're all so good. And they everything. move the ball. They all hit jump shots. Mm-hmm. It's a three point league now. This mm-hmm. is a the Warriors have made this a three point league. Mm-hmm. Mid range jump shots are not gonna get the job done you got to be able to shoot threes yeah the one team that could have the warriors on the ropes the rockets ariza harden they had them last year there's all three point shooters yeah you got to be able to shoot the three with these guys i was really i was really pulling for cp3 last year and then he got hurt and i was like it's already over you know so warriors look like they're gonna do it again you know so also tonight real quick before we end it for you guys Mm -hmm. we got the giants and the falcons two teams that have not (laughs) done have not done a lot of winning this year the giants at one and five and the falcons at two and four who do you got tonight, Polly? What, what do you think this game looks like? Falcons by at least 10 because the Giants are just 
garbage. Yeah, the Giants just you know, garbage. Like they the drafted Falcons Saquon Barkley. Yeah. They drafted Saquon Barkley number two overall, thinking that Eli still had it in the tank and they could make a few more runs for a few more years. Turns out their line is just as bad as it was last year, and Eli Manning doesn't have it anymore. No. You know, so they're going to go back to the drawing board. You know, Saquon Barkley, don't get us wrong, he is. He looks like he is going to be special. I mean, he, he has almost no weaknesses in his game. He can catch, he can run, he's strong, he's elusive. He looks like he's going to be a star if he stays healthy. But if you don't got a quarterback on an offensive line, that does not mean much. No. You know, and the Giants are going to have to go back to the drawing board. This is not a high quarterback class, and they could have had a guy like Sam Darnold last year. They probably regret that right now, even though they don't want to say it. We they love Saquon, but having a quarterback is, is yeah. a necessity, you know. So I I'm gonna roll as well with Polo. I think the Falcons win this. I think fairly easily. I don't think the score they'll win by maybe 10 or 13, but they kind of they control the pace, they control the game. I think it's a yeah. shootout because both of these defenses are not good. I know Ebron's gonna score for the Giants. OBJ's gonna have his flashy hundred oh, yards. Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OBJ's going to have his 100 yards and his touchdown. Because yeah, the Falcons' defense is just a putrid. Yeah. They're dealing with so many injuries. They're just, I mean, they're so bad. Deion Jones is hurt, you know. Both teams are bad to the bone, man. Yeah. The Giants, I think, 1-5, they may have just lost their edge. I think they both score. I think this game is in the 20s, maybe even the 30s, because both of these offenses have playmakers, you know, galore. Mm. I think the Falcons get it done, I mean, though. so did the Bengals, but look how that turned out. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, unlike... unlike it was A.J. Green versus the world yesterday, yeah. man. A.J. Green was the only one who... These these uh, teams actually change their coaches. You know, they kind of make adjustments, unlike the Bengals, who have who have had the same coach for 15 years. Falcons have been firing coaches, you know, getting... Uh, who they have now, Dan Quinn. Oh, did you see um, the Reds' new hire for manager, Dave Bell? Oh, yeah, real quick before we go, David Bell. Mm-hmm. Good catch, Polly. David Bell has been hired as the Reds' manager. I like it. I wasn't sure what to think of it at first. Apparently, Dusty Baker really likes him, and apparently he's really respected around the league by a lot of different teams. He's mm-hmm. He knows baseball. He has his family, Buddy Bell, like his father. Like, he's in a baseball family. He knows the game. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't really know too much about him. I know some of the things I just mentioned, that he's respected. He's a baseball guy. You know, I'm just going to hope for the best. You know, obviously, it's the Reds. Obviously, going to be rooting for them. I really like it. I, I mean, it's... I'm a Cubs fan, so I can't, like, you know, be that guy. Like, oh, we're going to be so good. Like, being a Cincinnati guy, I can only wish for the best for the Reds. Mm-hmm. So, I like, it's nothing but, like, formidable future for the Reds right now because, you know, they got everything pointing in the right direction as managerial-wise and staff-wise. It's just a matter of getting the right bullpen around yeah, their hitters. Learning how to pitch. Yeah, because yeah, they're, they're going to score runs. They have a good lineup. It's just a matter of... Yeah. So we're going to hope for the best for David Bell. Obviously, a lot of Reds fans were calling for Barry Larkin. Some thought Joe Girardi, but then he ended up pulling Barry his Barry Larkin likes his role. He's just working with Senzel and, like, doing his thing yeah. with, like, man, like you know, the AAA guys, making sure yeah. they get... And he, that's a name to keep an eye on. If David Bell, this summer, doesn't go right, Barry Larkin's name is going to come right back up because mm-hmm. he's he wants to manage the Reds one day. Maybe it's just not his time right now, which he was, I don't think he was interviewed, you know, so... I, I think I said this, like, a month ago, like, when they were looking for new managers. Mm-hmm. Barry Larkin doesn't want to do the dirty work and, like, lose games. <laughs> He wants to have a good, he wants good, to have good, a good team. team when he's hired. You know, kind of like Alex Coro and Aaron yeah. Boone came into great lineups, you know. They're still good managers, don't get us wrong, but they also came with great teams, mm-hmm. you know. So David Bell, we hope for the best. He's a good baseball guy. We hope he kind of changes the culture, you know, get brings some new energy into these guys as the rebuild continues, you know, a couple more years. Be patient, Reds fans. Obviously, we know how long it took the Cubs. We know how long it took the Astros. And now both of those teams have been good for so many years. you got to be patient. It's only been a couple of years. They still have a top 10 pick this year. Hopefully, Nick Senzel is finally in the lineup. you got to be patient. Mm-hmm. The Reds are in full rebuild mode. They have their players, you know, their prospects. Give it time. Give it time. 
So, so our Amir guys. Amir Garrett's gonna come up and yeah, obviously you got goals. Amir Garrett, you got Nick Senzel, mm-hmm. Hunter Green, these, and they're gonna have a Jonathan India, another top ten pick this year is gonna come into the system. Mm-hmm. Taylor Trammell, who was the Futures Game MVP last year, you know, so like the future is bright. Reds fans, just be patient. If you be patient, the Reds will start. I said five years ago, give it like three to five years and because, they'll be fine because yeah, the far it's different in baseball it's not like the nfl you have a top five pick you get a hunter green and he's going to be your quarterback yeah you know? he's the guy now like no, it's players not like in the in mlb stay in the minors for three four years that's why people don't watch baseball because like it's, yeah. the draft picks don't get brought up until yeah. four years exactly. later exactly like nick senzel has been the best hitting prospect in baseball for three years but he's been in the minor leagues mm-hmm. you know we're waiting for him and maybe he makes a team this year but it takes time Hunter Green is still probably two, three years away from being in the major leagues. As much as we hate to see it, and as much as we want to see him gunsling, you got to develop, you gotta develop, develop a good off speed. You yeah. know, with Jonathan India, these guys got to develop. Tremel. I remember when India was drafted, like the next day, he hit like a 400 foot bomb to left. Yeah. So, like, nothing but good signs Off of Casey him. Mize, too, the number one overall draft pick to yeah. the Detroit Tigers. That's nuts. You know, so like the Reds have a bright future. They got, uh, looks like a star in Suarez. Peraza had a good year. Scooter Jeanette has been playing amazing. Vado still has a couple years of being a really good player. Senzel is going to be on the team. Dish Billy Hamilton yeah, out of here. Yeah, maybe get rid of Billy Hamilton with yeah. they got. Jesse Winker was playing really well before he got hurt. He's going to be healthy. You know, just give it time, Reds fans. We're going to get some pitching. The prospects are going to start coming up. Uh, in a couple of years, these guys are all going to be in the major leagues, and the team will have, you know, a really nice, bright future. So just give it time. I think they – um. What do you think their record's going to be next year? I think like they'll wrap it up. we got like a minute left. Yeah, we're, we're going to wrap it up, it up for you guys. Um, I think the Reds, they lose a good 85 to 90 games again next year. Mm-hmm. I think they're still a couple years away from winning. You know, you got to let these prospects come up. I think they still have a couple years of losing to do. And I don't think – like, I think they win a decent amount of games. They look pretty good at times. Mm-hmm. And I think David Bell, you know, is actually the answer. Yeah, they won't lose every series against, nah, like, the Cubs and the Cardinals you know, and the Brewers. But, like, they'll still finish right where they were last probably, year. Like, the Pirates will be dead last. Yeah. Reds right above them and everyone else is going to fill You in. know, and they'll probably get another top 10, top 15 pick. And that's mm-hmm. what you need. If you're rebuilding, you want these good picks. Mm-hmm. You want these young guys. It's okay if they lose for a few more years. Rebuilding a baseball takes time. This is not football where your top pick is – it's playing in the MLB next year, you know. Mm-hmm. So give it time. They'll probably do a, a decent amount more losing in the next couple of years, but obviously if you're patient, it'll work out for you in the long run. All right. Is that it? Yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up. We thank you guys. Obviously, it's a great time for sports. Watch the World Series. Obviously, the World Series starting soon. And then we got Monday Night Football tonight. So much sports going on right now, guys. We mention it every Best, week. Most wonderful Best time, time of the year. year. Basketball's back. College basketball starting soon. Next week, we'll get into that as the season kicks off. You know, we got so much sports right now. Thank you for joining us. For Ryan Poley, I'm Safwan Alvey. Thanks for joining us, and guys. we're Leo-less today. Yeah, Thank Leo-less. <laughs> Hopefully, Leo will be back next week. Yeah. We'll see. No, actually, before we sign off, we're going to Louisville. Yeah, we're going mm-hmm. to Louisville this Friday, attending the National Media Convention. It's like has like five no Because we won a major award, the Student Life yeah. Award last semester. We got this little prestigious yeah. little invite. So maybe we'll do, we'll all do a podcast either together or, you know, me and Polly and Leo, Amateur Hour, and then the Nameless Pod and all these guys will do a separate pod talking about our, you know, experiences there and who we talked mm-hmm. to, who we networked with. So we're going to Louisville this Friday. We'll give you guys updates on that as we go. So thank you guys again for joining us. Is Ron, it just the Friday night or Friday and Saturday? Friday and Saturday. Yeah, and so we'll be attending Saturday Friday night. and Saturday, and we'll be coming back Saturday evening. Okay, cool. You know, hopefully making a lot of you know networking, a lot of connections. You know, having a good time. You know, and doing things we love. You know, so that's all we're going, having mm-hmm. a good time. So that's gonna wrap it up for us guys. For Ryan Poley, I'm Safon Alvey. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week. Toodles.